As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Hey, all seven rounds of heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. The NFL regular season is done. The playoffs are set. And Coach Saturday pulled off the biggest heist of the year. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. the playoffless host who will opt to jag off this weekend. And with me, as always, is AJ. Denver is the Stanford of the NFL, Marchese. Oh, in so many ways, Rob. In so many ways. Maybe they hire Harbaugh and Shaw's co-head coaches. That would be smart. I think that would be smart. The Walmart Walmart family has the money. (laughs) They do. Today, we're talking all the best and worst NFL rookies from the final week, week 18 of the NFL season. Let's hit it. Seven. 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 Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Driving out to Casey, maybe. Looking for Stroud or a Bryce Young. Who's going to wear a Hawaiian shirt today? Who's going to put ketchup on a stick? Who's going to find a steal in the fifth? The home team. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. Today's episode of Seven Rounds in Heaven is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at sportsdrink, spelled like sportsdrink without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying not to let Cliff and Lovey out, but Cliff and Lovey got out. Cardinals fired Cliff Kingsbury. The Texans fired Lovey Smith. Two more head coaching vacancies in the NFL. The Houston Texans are a joke. Um, honestly, the Cardinals aren't much better. Uh, how do the Texans get away with hiring two coaches back-to-back years just to fire them? Um, Nick Casario, uh, now, I don't, I haven't fact-checked this, but from what I understand, Nick Casario is the first GM in NFL history who will live through three head coaching changes. And it's immediately. Yeah. That's wild. Um... Yeah, I don't. I mean, it's not surprising. It's so unsurprising when they hired Lovey. It's like, okay, well, let's see but what they hire the, next year. The ultimate respect for life that Lovey gave them one big la- last fuck you. Yeah, oh yeah. Wins the game against the Colts, lose the first overall pick. Lovey's a king. Oh, big time! Absolutely. You know what? I don't. I don't get the methodology. Is it just like, like why not just find your guy like la- like two years ago? <laughs> like, well, so for, for what I think is that Jack Easterby wanted Josh McCowan. The last two years, they couldn't do it yet. Then they fu- they parted ways with Jack Easterby this year, and 
now Nick Casero will actually have the power, I'm guessing, to hire the real new head coach. But at the same time, I they fired two straight minority head coaches who got more out of this team than anyone expected. Like, not to say David Cully or Lovey Smith are slam dunk head coaching hires. No one thought that at the time. But they were just scapegoated. Yeah. And both of them, I think, did better than anyone expected. Uh, neither deserved to get fired, um, given what was around them and yeah. what's going on within that franchise and ownership's a mess and whatnot. Uh, and now, I, it's just like hearing that they, they're interviewing D'Amico Ryans. I get that he played there, but I mean, I, I, I would be shocked if a minority head coach wants this job after how Houston has treated them. Yeah, I, I mean, fuck, for sure. I mean, really, why would anyone take this damn job? Uh, and, and from what I understand, like Jonathan Gannon might be the leader in mm-hmm. the clubhouse, yep. and I like I don't think that's a slam dunk hire to be honest. Um, but we'll see. I I find it hilarious they requested to interview Sean Payton. No, like Payton wants the gig, I think. Sean Payton, he, oh, like no matter the Houston Texans could offer the Saints four first round picks, Sean Payton will not let it happen. No. Um. Yeah, and then obviously Cliff out in Arizona. That was always. Uh, I, I honestly think as bad as Cliff kind of was, he did better than people thought. Oh, well, so many people just shit, like, on, you know, like, oh, this was a losing coach at Texas Tech. Blah, blah. And I think he, I don't know. I mean, he got fired. Uh, he got I think them he, to the, the, like, yeah. I know he went, he, he went 28 and 37. Like, he obviously wasn't amazing. Um, he got them to a playoff berth once. He, he, he looked like he had Kyler Murray trending in the right direction. Like again, I, I don't think he he probably should have never been hired. You know, what? I, I don't mind the roll of, of the dice though. Like again, it didn't work out, but I like, I mean, just weird. given like he he never got, like Pat, Patrick like he he couldn't get to a bowl game. Yeah, I, I know, Mahomes, I, I know, I know. But. Um, it was always weird, but I I think it ha- like. I think Steve Kime was a bigger problem than Cl- Cliff Kingsbury oh, yeah. this entire time. Oh right? yeah, like, agreed. Yeah, he was. And if the hire of Cliff Kingsbury got them out from Josh Rosen and you know, on Kyler Murray, then it was worth it in, all, in the end, I think. It's also true. Yeah, that's also true. Um, yeah, all things considered, getting them to the playoffs is, is not bad. And, like, I don't know. Again, obviously he should have been fired maybe even last year. But irregardless, um, it was time to just tear it down. Uh, the Cardinals have uh, requested an interview D'Amico Ryans and Sean Payton. That job's interesting depending on who the GM is, obviously. Like, would Sean Payton take this because it's got a more proven quarterback than all the other places he's interviewing for right now? Well, there's a chance that maybe Mickey does double NFL duty and the NBA duty, too. Would you? Would it surprise you? Wait, Mickey's going there? Yeah, Mickey does Arizona and New Orleans and the Pels. Oh, oh he's, he's running both. Yeah, yeah. What's the... Oh, oh, do you think he could trade Chris Paul? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. For Zion? Yep. <laughs> um... Yeah, so obviously those two join uh, the Panthers, the Broncos, and the Colts uh, for head coaching vacancies. Uh, the only GM vacancies we have, I think, are Arizona and uh, Tennessee, right? I think so, off the top of the head. And, and I think, honestly, I think the only coordinator vacancies other than the new the, the teams with head coaching vacancies are the Browns defensive coordinator and the Jets offensive coordinator, as it stands. Yeah, it's kind of a qu- it was a quiet Black Monday. I was waiting for for more, to be honest. Yeah, I thought I thought Ron Rivera would be out. Um, I mean, hey, Jeff Saturday might not even be out. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that I was waiting for, but 
Not surprising. There's, I mean, there's obviously certain teams could lose in the wild card, and it it might make you think those could be open. Yeah. These Cowboys. Yeah. I don't think and I don't think they're fighting McCarthy. I'll say it. I, and, we're, and we're still waiting on the Sean McVay thing with the Rams. Yeah, exactly. Well, Cliff is going to look good in uh, in L.A. too, so that's good. Cliff? Cliff? Yeah. Oh, but he spends spends this season in L.A. and takes the UTSA OC job. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, what do you think is right. real? No, one more, one more. What do you think is a realistic compensation for Sean Payton? Like tra- trade value. Mm-hmm. Like what do I what would I do or both? Give me what you would do and what what he's gonna what, what he'll get yeah or what the Saints will get. Again, it depends on your situation. Um, it, he for some teams he is worth a first round pick probably. He got more out of those Saints teams than I don't know. I I, I would feel uncomfortable doing that though. I would I wouldn't do a first round pick for a coach. A second and a third. Even I don't know. It still feels weird to me. It's like you want to come here apparently. You've already made it clear you're not the Saints head coach. Why do I have to pay up <laughs> for for the right? I know why, but because like, Mickey Loomis is a genius. Mickey is a genius, and we know that. And I, like, you're right. You know, what? I give I give a first round pick just for the pleasure of dealing with Mickey. And uh, what I think a team would get will give up a first round pick. It feels like it, right? It seems like it. I don't think I would. No, neither would I. I give a play. I'll, uh, here, take a fourth and fuck off. Let me hire him. Like that's what I would do. If I'm, I'll, I'll hire Ben Johnson or I'll hire D'Amico Ryan's. I think Ben Johnson is very deserving of a job. I don't want him to get a job because I want to see him one more year in Detroit. Yeah, you'd hire Mike Kafka. <laughs> yeah, hire, hire the calf man. Uh, I need Harbaugh to take a job so bad. Um, <laughs> and they, the 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 non first or the non playoff teams uh, draft order is set in the first round. Bears are picking number one. Texans 2, Cardinals 3, Colts 4, your Seahawks 5, Lions 6, Raiders 7, Falcons 8. I didn't mean to keep going. Panthers 9 and the Eagles 10. And who's 11? Interesting. Who's 11? I didn't I didn't write it down. I can't remember. <laughs> I can tell you Pittsburgh 17 and 32. Shout out Chase Claypool. Oh god, that's a bad trade. How how perfect did that work out for Pittsburgh? Yeah, though? for real. I know. But like like it was it was kind of like I mean, me 32 is was unexpected, but like 34 like that was you could have easily seen that coming. Thirty-three, even I don't. Yeah, that's a bad trade. Well, I remember at first everyone thought it was the other second-round pick. Yeah, yeah, uh, which still would have probably been bad. But here we are. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Anyway. <laughs> he didn't do much. Anyways, yeah. We'll keep we'll we'll keep it moving. Uh, big news out of Mobile, Alabama. Although the Senior Bowl roster show was the other day. Lonnie Phelps has been added today. Congrats, buddy. Congrats. I needed this. I needed this so bad. I was down a little bit. Steelers didn't make the playoffs, despite Mike Tomlin having another winning record. But they got they got Lonnie to Mobile. I'm living. I think Lonnie Phelps is one of the most underrated pass rushers in this draft class. I cannot wait to watch him house some of these talented offensive tackles. Congrats, buddy. I'm just so happy for you. And Lonnie, of course. Uh, and on to the final. Week 18, superlatives. Of this season. What a time. You going to miss Six it? Six rookie. Yeah, especially the amount of rookie quarterbacks we have. Can't wait to lose. <laughs> we got lucky this year. There isn't a lot of them we for did. most of the year. We, week 18, we have six in the rookie QB rundown. Uh, after last year, where every week we had like five. Mm-hmm. This upcoming draft, I'm uncertain, but it feels like we could have five uh, I next th- year. Like, uh, I think three week one. 
I think. That's a lot. That's a lot compared to this year. It is. We had none week one. We we do we literally have zero? Yeah, it was zero, right? Yeah. Kenny was... Pickett didn't start until like week four. I missed it. I missed those times. Later than that. Um All right. And speaking of Kenny Pickett. The KP man got a dub. Went thirteen to twenty nine, buck ninety five at TD against the Browns. Uh it was a lot of what we've seen the last couple weeks. Um not a lot of ugly, a lot of mediocre, and then kind of heats up every once in a while. It makes a play that makes you think, oh, is he the guy? And I think he showed just enough. I don't think he had that great of a year. Like, I, it, it was very, again, reminiscent of Mac Jones last year. But it was better than I was expecting. They finished with a winning record. I know wins aren't a QB stat, but... When the playmakers are all around him, he can make some plays. And his ability out of structure was kind of the thing throughout the year and in this game that stood at the most. Um, again, not a lot of, like, big money throws. But the ones he did make were really impressive. There's a third and eight on their opening drive where he avoided the pass rush, threw across his body to Deontay Johnson, who got down to the one because he's uh, allergic to scoring touchdowns. <laughs> and Najee Harris ended up fumbling. But uh, there was another one where... Uh, the touchdown was he kind of looked off to safety at George Pickens wide open on a bit of a coverage bust on a third and 15 for a score. Um, he also had that, I'm sure you saw this one, the back shoulder throw to George Pickens for about 20 down the left sideline. And then you definitely saw this one. Third and 80, Lairs one over a safety and hits Connor Hayward, who makes a great catch. Yeah. And, and, like, those places were all really impressive. And kind of a lot of the other stuff – Okay. Uh, I think year two for him will be trying to find the consistency, not even series to series, but like snap to snap almost when he, when it's not a high leverage situation, like playing solid football. Cause it feels like he just rises to the occasion when they need it. Mr. Prime time, baby. <laughs> it's weird. Um, but yeah, I think if you're a Steelers fan, Especially given what what it looked like at times this year, kind of the last four weeks here, you're 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 feeling a lot better about it. Um, or last three weeks, sorry, a lot better about it. Uh, than you had been. I uh, like I think the like again, they weren't putting up a lot of points. The defense is playing really well, but that game winning drive against the Raiders and the Ravens, both of those, and then. A couple series in this one. At, at the same time, he threw seven touchdowns this year. Nine interceptions. Like, I don't know. It's Andy Daltony. That's how I feel. Yeah. I feel like that's that's where we're, tr- we're trending towards. He's going to be a very solid starter. Nothing spectacular. And I think that's what you got with him as a rookie. Yeah, hold on, though. Andy Dalton shrunk in prime time, all right? He shrunk in the playoffs. He's anti-Andy Dalton, but he's exactly the same <laughs> as Andy Dalton. He, he's Andy Dalton, except if you flip that one trait. Which is the perfect quarterback, in my opinion. It's true. It's true. Um, you want to go back and know, forth so you don't have to do three in a row? Sure. You want to you wanna take Skyler yeah. Thompson off the top? Yeah, let's get the sky man out in there. Um, here's, the, here's the stat line, Rob. 20 of 31. Boom. 152 yards. No touchdowns. No interceptions. No points. No touchdowns scored for the whole team. Um yeah, I don't know. I just felt like this. I don't want to do long on this. Um, Skylar Thompson is, I think, better than I thought coming out of the draft. He has played a lot this year. He has enough to hang around in the NFL. 
Uh, he should never start another game, and it's probably going to be this week. Um, he didn't. He didn't lose him the game. He he won the game. Um, well, not really the defense, I guess. But that offense is so. You know that offense that like they don't do anything like. You know, it's not like they're throwing a bunch of deep balls anyways. It's Waddle and Tyreek doing the work and uh, decently, you know, Ryan running game. and But, like, with him at quarterback, it feels so hamstrung. It's just, it's only runs and short passes until they need a conversion. And then sometimes he stepped up. Like, third and three, he made a nice conversion, just rolling out and slinging it to Waddle. Um, he had a free play where he hit Smythe down the sideline on a, on a nice wheel. Um, third down, like, backed up to his end zone. He, he like, rolled out and finds Hill, like, not not along the sideline, but back inside, kind of a uh, like a risky play. There was a fourth down where he kind of ran out of bounds, <laughs> just just ran out of bounds, or kind of like tried to throw it away, which was really bad. Um, but I don't know. Overall, like I, I had one play where like it was a he basically just hucked it up, and Gasecki made a really great catch. That was probably the deepest one. And um, had one play where it was like almost unreal. Just um, he was getting one leg, his one of his legs was in the defender's grasp, getting pulled down. He just launched it towards the end zone, or like almost towards the end zone. Gave Tyreek Hill, Tyreek Hill a chance inside the five. Didn't make the catch. It was a tough catch. But, like, overall, this he's just going to go out to Buffalo and, uh, and it's not going to look pretty. It's not going to look pretty again. But, hey, he, he did enough for them not to lose, and they're in the playoffs. So hats off to him. You want my fun tidbit of the Dolphins-Bills uh, playoff showdown? <clears throat> Please. Skylar Thompson and Josh Allen both played for former North Dakota State National Championship winning mm-hmm. head coaches mm-hmm. at Kansas State and Wyoming. Craig Bull, Chris Kleiman. Absolutely. Uh, this game will decide who is better. Between between Bull and Kleiman. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good take. <laughs> Despite the fact Bull like, wasn't winning a whole lot with Josh Allen and Chris Kleiman won the Big 12 this year, this game will decide who is <laughs> Good better. take. That's a good take. Thank you. Um, are you done, or you you no. want to keep going off? Back to the top of the draft. Go. I feel I, I feel like uh, every time you talk about Skylar Thompson, you're like, oh, this guy's the worst. Then you you say a couple things, and you sound like you actually really like him. No, I don't. I just try to be like, somewhat positive. No, I don't know. Um, it, it feels good to be on the right side of not having a draftable grade on Skylar mm-hmm. Thompson. What do you mean? He's starting at <laughs> he's starting an NFL playoff game. We're wrong. Okay, that's a miss for both of us. <laughs> This guy's this this guy's nearly twenty six. Uh, <laughs> let's go to Desmond Ritter, third round pick out of Cincinnati, who I think might have had one of the best rookie quarterback games of the season this week against Tampa Bay. Uh, Nineteen of thirty, two hundred twenty four yards, two scores. Uh, completed sixty over sixty three percent of his throws against Tampa. Got the win. 30-17, obviously Tampa pulled starters like Blaine Gabbert and Kyle Trask got in. Uh, it feels really good to be on the right side of the Kyle Trask discourse. <laughs> um had a slow start, too. He, went th- he started out 3 of 8 with 25 yards and one of the worst lost fumbles I've ever seen. He, I, I'm assuming you – did you see no, this? I no, didn't. I didn't see anything from that. Okay. Point. He went to a rifle one, and as he's pulling back in his throwing motion, he just dropped the ball. Yeah. Like, he just dropped, like, <laughs> yeah, without being touched. It was raining. And Tampa recovered. It was raining. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but after that, he went 16 of 22 for 199 yards and two touchdowns. Um, him and Drake London have a very good chemistry. And at bare minimum, like, even if Desmond Ritter's not the guy, making that quarterback switch was worth it to see Drake London get more involved mm-hmm. uh, week to week. And at the same time, 
the last three weeks of Desmond Ritter, obviously we talked about that first start where he just like looked panicky in the pocket, didn't yeah. didn't play well, whatever. The last three weeks, every week he's flashed. Um, he is he he went two and two as a starter. He the last three weeks, all three games, I I would argue, are better than anything Marcus Mariota did this year. And this game was the best quarterback of Fal- best game of Falcons quarterbacks played this year. A uh, couple highlight throws, third and five rolls right off platform across body, hits Drake London for a first down. Um, he looked really good at his structure and off platform. Um, he had a throw down the seam to uh, Pruitt for twenty plus. There's a fourth and three where he scrambles, breaks a tackle, and hits uh, Frisker for a first down out of structure um, on the touchdown to. Uh, Zacchaeus, he looked uh, looked off the defense and came back to Zacchaeus, who was wide open. It was easy, but it was easy. Still, he, he he moved his eyes from the right to the left to make the throw. A uh, third and six, he hits Drake London over the middle for a first down to set up a uh, Quarterell Patterson touchdown run. Like in in his bad throws, or it was bad plays. It was literally just that dropped fumble thing that happened, which was really weird. And it, like. There was a tough throw where he had Zacchaeus who might have had like a half step on two defenders. And he just kind of missed them. Um, but it, it was a really hard throw. Uh, other than that, like he just – he looked very poised. He moved in the pocket well and at a structure. Um, the third and sixth throw uh, – or no, not not that one. There was, there was one throw where he just stepped up in the pocket – uh, wonderfully well under a little bit of fire, threw one up deep to Drake London, who made a great catch over Zion McCollum. A lot of rookies going on there. Um, he wasn't afraid. He's not afraid to put the ball, push the ball deep. He does makes plays out of structure. Uses his legs well as a passer. I think, like, if I'm a Falcons fan, I would like to see more Desmond Ritter. Like, you're not going to compete next year. You're you're picking uh, eighth, so realistically, you're not getting Bryce Young. You're probably not getting C.J. Stroud. You're probably – I wouldn't want Will Levis. And I kind of don't think you're getting Anthony Richardson even uh, unless you make a tr- move up. Um, I don't know. I just think you should you should give Desmond Ritter another year. Yeah, I think you're right. And I mean, say they take Anthony Richardson, there's no guarantees Richardson wins that job out of camp. And at the same time, like, if Arthur Smith uh, – has the backing of the franchise to play Desmond Ritter next year, like I, and, and survive no matter what happens, which I don't know if Arthur Smith's a good head coach, but he can certainly scheme a run game up. Yeah. Um, like next year, me even if they if Ritter's not the answer, maybe you're in play for Caleb Williams. Maybe you're in play for Drake May. Yeah. Maybe maybe you're in play for some quarterback we don't know who yet. Um, I think Caleb Williams has shown enough that like. If uh, did I say Caleb Williams? I think Desmond Ritter yeah. has shown enough that if um, Freudian slip, very similar. Yeah, yeah, exactly, same guy. Um, <laughs> I think Ritter's shown enough that if that if if Arthur Smith can kind of just get his shit together a bit, and that you know the running game is continuing on like it has been, the offensive line's been played pretty well, and you know Pitts is back, and the the connection with London is going, and everything's going right for this offense. I think Ritter's shown enough that he can he can be something, you know, like or enough that like. You know, if everything's going right, that like, you're going to get a real look and figure out what he is next year. If, if it's not working, it, then you know it's not it's him, though. I, and I will say, I, at bare minimum, these last three games, to me, have shown Desmond Ritter's an NFL backup for a long oh, yeah, time. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, he can definitely be and, Ryan Tannehill. I, there's no reason he can't be. 
And Tannehill's been a heck of a good player the last couple of years in Tennessee. He so. has, yeah. I don't. I don't think there's a reason he can't be. Just from what I've seen so far, if everything's um, going right, yeah. All right, take us to Brock Purdy, the oh, best rookie quarterback. The Brock Lobster, baby. <laughs> 15 of 20. Wow, accuracy. 178 yards. Wow. Three touchdowns. Wow. It's um, most touchdowns he's thrown in the game. Yeah. He just, I don't know, man. He just takes what's there. And they're going to get by on that with the talent that they have on the offense and and Kyle Shanahan's play calling. Like, like I will say, like we talked about, he adds a bit as a mover, which is nice. Like, he picked up a first down with his legs with good play. Um the poise is there. The, the control of the offense is there. I don't know. It still doesn't excite me that much, and the discourse is getting annoying. <laughs> it is. Uh, I would say the biggest difference between him and Jimmy G is his ability to kind of make plays out of structure. And, Agreed. And use his legs. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I, every week I come away, like, I need to see him in a bad situation. He just hasn't really been put in one. Even that Raiders game, which was a tough win, uh, he wasn't really put in a bad situation. No, we need to see him in a spot, like because I just I still don't know. Maybe he is the guy. I don't know. Hopefully Seattle gets out in front say, but... this week, and we can kind of see it in the rain. But yeah, like JJ uh, Watt ended his career on a hell of a fucking game. He was awesome. He was getting pressure all over the place. Um, he had a really good year. He did. Yeah, I wish it wasn't in Arizona. Um, so like the times where we were pretty couldn't evade. He was just kind of protecting the ball and going down. And um, like one time, actually, he did try to get out of. He, he got away from Watt. And they like, just try to go outside and like lost huge yards because you couldn't outrun Isaiah Simmons. Um, <laughs> they also ran a design run with him and they lost like eight eight yards and Maj Sanders got a TFL. <laughs> like they did some goofier stuff. Um, but like just overall, like he, he was making some good throws, especially to Ayuk over the middle. He had one on thirty fifteen. Um, Ayuk had to dive. Like it maybe could have been a better throw, but and Ayuk didn't catch it. But still, I thought it was a good throw. And there was a couple times off play action, just just nailing Ayuk over the middle, um, kind of like his bread and butter right now, which is a good throw to be bread and butter. Everything else just was, like, you know, short, short stuff. Um, the first touchdown was, like, just a screen to CMC. CMC did all the work. Uh, the second touchdown, he hit Kittle. Um, like, in the corner, it was a pretty decent throw. He stepped up in the pocket a bit. Like, well-thrown ball. Uh, better catch by, up by Kittle, though. And then the third one, just, like, a little PA. He rolled out of the pocket a little bit and just threw the, kind of, like, a jumper to Kittle. Kittle's – that's one thing, though. He's got a great uh, rapport with Kittle. Kittle's really, like, come back to George yeah. Kittle. Um and then he got pulled in the early fourth quarter because so, they're winning. Um, look, he's had the best Mr. Irrelevant rookie year ever. I think that's fair to say. He is not Offensive Rookie of the Year. I, I can't get behind that. Um, and I don't think he can win this team a Super Bowl. But there still remains to be seen. Again, like you said, we still got to see him from play from behind and, and show what he is. And like you said, he could be the dude. I, I don't think so. I think, like, like, could he be another Jimmy Garoppolo? Maybe. But we already know that wasn't good enough for this Niners franchise, right? So, I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully we find out, and hopefully it's this week, and uh, go Hawks. Was he the best rookie quarterback you saw this year? I guess. I was about to ask you the same thing. Like, is it, when we do our all-rookie team, is he the rookie quarterback? And I feel like he has to be just because of the numbers. Yeah, I think he has to be. Just because he, he was winning. No other quarterback was really very good. I don't want to get yelled at on Twitter. We don't want to get yelled at on Twitter. If we play Pickett, we got a lot of a lot of Yinzer followers. We're good. They got our back. Oh, but here's the thing, AJ. I was gonna put Sam Howell for this game he put <laughs> together against the Dallas Cowboys. I respect it. The five touchdowns. How close was he, Rob? Yeah. So the dream didn't fully come true, but for a moment, his first NFL <laughs> pass was a touchdown. So I thought, hey, is, could it come true? Um, 
But no, he went 11 of 19, 169 yards, a touchdown, a pick, um, 57.9 completion percentage, 35 rushing yards, and a touchdown. I don't know if you saw it, his throwdown on the go ball down the sideline to Terry McLaurin. Did you see it? No, a perfect pass, of course. It was amazing. It's the best throw I think a rookie quarterback's made. This uh, yeah, because none of these guys have made many deep throws. Um, did, did you see it? Seriously? Yeah, no? yeah, I saw it. Okay, I like that was re- I thought really impressive. The TD to Dotson uh, was like just easy money. Um, Dotson had a really nice game. He did. Um, it, it, the, the, he didn't have to make very many tough throws. He didn't really like the interception was a bad one. He just kind of panicked. They were in like inside the ten, faced a little bit of pressure, kind of panicked and threw one up in the end zone. There was three Cowboys defensive players around the receiver. Easy interception. He used his legs really well though. Uh, did you see his touchdown run? They like ran mm-hmm. this cool option play. Uh, he cut it back, scored. Um, he was fun. It just made me wish he got the play sooner. Yeah, because like right? he wasn't he wasn't so inept that I like. Like, he didn't look bad. He obviously, the numbers are like, meh, but they won. They also got up quick and just like, he didn't really have to do all that much to win. Um, and this was at, without uh, Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson, so without the top two running backs. Um, but yeah, it would have been nice to see him more. I I don't know what the situation will be next year. Scott Turner just got fired. Ron Rivera is seemingly back. Yeah. Uh,. But, hey, I had fun watching him. I don't know. And that's all I really look for. I mean, two guys, I think, that I wish we saw more of this year. Uh, well, Sam Howell, like, both in terrible situations. Like, Sam Howell, who could have started many games, I feel like. And, like you said, looked good this week. And I would just wish we got to see Matt Corral because that situation was also dog shit. Sam Darnold had Until Darnold. Very... Yeah, he did. At the end, mm-hmm. he did. Um, the thing is, too, like uh, like – it sounds like Taylor Heineke would have started but didn't want to, so Sam Howell did. So, like, they really just weren't going to play him at all this year. It's weird. Which is just weird given they're, like, not – like, obviously he's a fifth-round quarterback rookie, like, whatever. But given their quarterback situation, they're out of the playoffs. I don't know why you wouldn't naturally just start him in do, this game. Do you see him being in the mix to start next year? Or do you think it's just he is what he is? He's lucky he got this one started. I don't know. It, it, it's really just going to depend with that. Like, if this, the quarterback room could be the same, right? Like, it could be absolutely. I, I like they. I mean, they could trade for Derek Carr. Uh, they could overdraft a quarterback at sixteen. I don't really know, but it kind of feels like if Ron Rivera's back in town, like Wentz, Heineke, and Howell are going to be competing for that certain job. It does, but also like. If Ron Rivera's back in town, then maybe this is last year and he's got to make a swing at a quarterback. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And it's going to be interesting. I feel like Rivera and Derek Carr would really get along. I do. I think so, too. They make a lot of sense. Um, all right. To your last quarterback. That was my last quarterback. To yours, Anthony Brown. The quarterback no one thought would start this year. No. Baltimore Ravens quarterback. Except for Oregon Oregon. Ducks fans. They knew it. Um. Yeah, I don't know, Anthony Brown, he almost threw for 300 yards. He had 286 yards. Why did he throw 44 times, AJ? Because they were losing. They were losing. It was uh, it was an ugly performance. 19 to 44, 286, no touchdowns, two picks. Um, it felt like it felt like maybe half of those incompletions were batted at the line of scrimmage too. They they had a lot of batted balls. Um, it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't really impressive. The the first interception was just 
absolutely brutal. Like he, he got hit as he threw, but it was right to Jesse Bates, and like I didn't see what the hell he was even going for. It was ugly. Um, the second one was just fluky. It was off to Marcus Robinson's hands to Mike Hilton, uh, but it wasn't really accurate. It was kind of behind him. I, I don't think he's a very accurate passer. The one thing I will say that was going for him, and I was going to mention obviously this guy later, but it was him and Isaiah Likely got something cooking. They had something cooking in this game, and I was going to give some love to Isaiah Likely in a bit. So um, it wasn't too much there, but like like that's one thing. That's one guy that was really working with him, and even hey, even Charlie Kohler was getting involved a bit. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, it sounds like Tyler Huntley's going to be back this week, which I think is a very very good for the Ravens. Um, just so they don't get embarrassed. I I don't know how long I, I don't know if Anthony Brown's going to stick in the league for too long. I, I I didn't I didn't think this was a this is an NFL. I love Anthony Brown, but I didn't think this was like an NFL level performance. Got strip sacked in the end zone too, by the way. Throw that out there. Uh, yeah, that's tough. That's tough. Uh honestly, the fact that he started a game as a rookie I, is a feather in his own cap because I don't absolutely. think anyone expected this. I don't think people in Eugene, I don't think people in Chestnut Hill, no. I don't think anyone in Baltimore. So good for him. I, like, I definitely good for him. I, I don't even think like I don't think anyone did. You're right. You're absolutely right. I mean, it's fun. I like Anthony Brown. I just yeah, I don't know. Good for him. Um. Moving on to Rookies of the Week, and I'm going to start just because I went with the young Falcons offense as a whole. I mentioned Drake London. I mentioned Desmond Ritter. London had six grabs, a buck 20. Looked like the kind of 50-50 ball winner on the outside that, that you hoped he was, but also did a really good job over the middle. Kept finding like just holes in zones, getting open for Desmond Ritter when plays broke down and moving the chains. And the best rookie on the Falcons, Tyler Algier, mm-hmm. just ran crazy against the Bucks. 135 yards. It felt like every carry, he he would like get touched within a yard and break break an arm tackle. He is, he is so both so physical and decisive. Yep, and has a, a lot like miss for me has a lot more just like kind of juice and twitch to him than I think I realized at BYU. You know what I think it he, was is like in the backfield it feels like he doesn't have it. But if you give him that lane, he's got it. It's kind of funny. Like he's got to get, he's got to get the head of steam to get going. Um, and I mean, he he was the second leading rusher among rookies this year after he Kenneth a, Walker. He had a thousand yards, thousand thirty five yards, average more per carry than Walker. Um, and Walker's an offensive rookie of the year candidate. And mm-hmm. to me, it's like, why isn't Tyler Algier getting more? I feel like he is and isn't getting the attention. It's weird. I feel like it's the least appreciated thousand yard rookie year of all time. I think he was second in rookies among uh, among rookies who qualified in uh, yards after contact per carry. I think he was only behind Damian Pierce, who if he didn't get hurt, uh, I I think would have been uh, top three rookie of the year. Yeah, absolutely. Also, Brees Hall had he not gotten hurt, um, really fun rookie. Running back class, and I think Tyler Algier was the perfect example of why. Like this guy came in the fifth round, a little bit of a quiet start to the year. Cordero Patterson gets hurt, and he just kind of takes over, uh, to the point where when Patterson comes back, Algier's still kind of been the lead back. He, um, the last four weeks, ran for like over four hundred yards. What do you do? You think? I mean. You know, he was one of those guys when when he got drafted. You're like, this guy's got a chance to be the running back in Atlanta because 
You know, like, oh, like I know. That's why I drafted him in fantasy. So, so did I. And then after a few weeks, I'm like, okay, that was dumb. Um, <laughs> but now I feel pretty good about it. Um, for my fantasy team, though, Rob, do you think going into next season, he's like the unquestioned running back one for Atlanta? I think so. Yeah. Because I can see I them. I can see them the adding though. You, but yeah, yeah, go on. I, I think you like uh, Algier, Cordell Patterson, and I think Huntley combined it combined for over two thousand yards. Right, like I think you get the this year Patterson's uh, receiving yards dropped off a ton. And I think you get the most out of him when you're kind of using yeah. him as as that dual threat weapon. And Algier's going to allow you to do that more. Um, yeah, as a guy that can yeah. do all the dirty stuff and yeah. Uh, heck, Cordero Patterson could just not be back in Atlanta. Who knows? It wouldn't surprise me. Uh, yeah. T- Tyler Algier looks like a RB1. I think you come out of this rookie class and, and you've got a couple RB1s. Kenneth Walker, obviously. Tyler Algier. Damian Pierce. Isaiah Pacheco. Brees Hall. Um, uh, Brees Hall when he's healthy. Like, it was Brian Robinson. Like, th- you found a lot of RB1s in this class. You know what? Who was the big disappointment? Uh, Isaiah Spiller. No, there's got to be someone worse than that. I don't know. Because, I mean, like, again, like, he was behind Eckler. It just feels like people don't respect Eckler like they should. Um, and, like, people are like, oh, yeah, he could be. He never, never did anything this year. Like, he never got a chance to even be RB2. Xander Horvath was better than him on the same team. Um, I think Kyron Williams had a lot of hype, too. Kyron, yeah, he got banged up in the, the Ramshaw. Well, I mean, just based on dra- where they were drafted and their impact, Ty Davis Price, but. Hey, hey. At like 30 yards this week in cleanup time, all right? Jordan Mason's is, not better than him, but... Yeah, like, if you're talking Spiller, like, Zamir White was just as nothing as, yeah. as Spiller, and they went in the same round. Yep. No, that's a good That's a good like, one. Zamir went a pick before him, right? Like, Now, that's um, going to be interesting to see what happens oh, with Josh Jacobs. Another, another RB, RB1, Rashad White, and, and James Cook should be the RB1. Yeah, you're right. So that's like, you, you come up with, like, eight RB1s in this class. It's a good class. And then you have this even better class uh, coming in this year. Like, that's... I mean, a lot of backs. It's the the new... Yeah, I think these two classes are going to be the new... uh, Just ushering the new era of running backs in. Who's your rookie of the week? Um, Speaking of rookie of the year candidates, I thought Gary Wilson was the best rookie I saw this week. Um, And mainly because in a game (laughs) devoid of offense, he was the only good offensive player. So he really stood out. Nine catches, 89 yards. It was on 17 targets. She's just just getting fed. Um, 32 of those yards were after the catch, and that kind of came back. I thought for Gary Wilson this week, the highlight play was just was just awesome. He, he got a little catch, broke three tackles, ducked under two more like right after that. Got outside and like kind of just lost his footing, or else it would have been even bigger. I think it was, uh, it was like 40 yards almost. Um, then like just like a classic like they just kept feeding him. He was the only thing to keep them in the game. Just like you know like just quick hitters and just good route running and. Like like another just first down after first down like um like I don't know you saw some of the some of the plays online on the on our Twitter at surrounds in heaven it was just like third down conversions little nice routes uh, Joe Flacco trusting him uh, they had a third and long in their own red zone where he just did a really good job of working back towards Flacco as he kind of scrambled picked up the first uh, drew a really deep uh, pi too from from Cater uh, Kohu it just felt like it felt like Gary Wilson and. I didn't have to that many like special rookies, and in a game like I said with no, no offense, he was just far and away the best offensive player. It just wasn't close. Um, is he the offensive rookie of the year? I because I think he is. I think he should be. I, Who do you think? Do you, 
do you think I think Kenneth Walker you, ends up winning it. I think that's bogus. I really don't think it should be him. No offense. No, I mean I, I th- none taken. I, I think you come away from this rookie class and just in terms of playmakers, I think Garrett Wilson is just clearly the 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 most dynamic, the and I am so biased, but uh like the the player who who looks like a Pro Bowl player right now. Like Kenneth Walker is very boomer bust, I found. I obviously you watch way more Seahawks schemes than me. No, he, he, he yeah, he was he's pretty like inconsistent uh run to run. I didn't even I mean I didn't even put him for flash because we talked about him all the week. He had a good game, but like you, you like they gave him thirty carries almost. I think it was twenty nine. Um and he had over a hundred yards, but like that's not that good for average. Um I love Kenneth Walker. I, I think he's gonna be like you said, he's an R B one. I think he's a stud, but um I think week to week, I watch a lot of Garrett Wilson. I watch every game of Ken Walker. I think week to week, Garrett Wilson, I agree with you, is just the the better, more impactful. I, maybe not more impactful, but the better football player right now. Um, yeah, I, I just... He just seemed like the most special player. Yeah, exactly. I think that's a good way to put it. And, like... Olave looked like he's going to be a stud for a long time. Um, I I think George Pickens looked like he's got star potential. Just yep. got to get that quarterback right. Yeah, and like like again, I think Pierce would have been in the conversation to get hurt. I think Brees Hall probably probably would have won it the way he was trending if he didn't get hurt. Um, realistically, um, it was a fun race, and I I, I think it's going to end up with with Ken, Ken Walker. But it's it's fun that it was. It's not like you don't know for sure right now. Yeah, and I, I like I think Sauce is gonna win D- defense rookie of the year, but like Tariq Woolen was there with him all year, from the, from the get go, and he's got the better stats, like basic ass stats. If you I put that in quotation marks, but um, yeah, it was, it was a great race on both sides. I thought. Um, going to defensive rookie of the uh, week, and speaking of rookie of the year, Aiden Hutchinson mm-hmm. certainly went ahead and made a, a case. I went with a combo of him and Kirby Joseph. I know it was prime time against the Packers, but it was the biggest game of Sunday. They took the Packers out of the playoffs. Uh, Hutchinson and Joseph were so good all year. Yeah. The young Lions were so fun all year. Hutchinson had two sacks. Kirby Joseph had the game-ending interception. The career-ending interception, baby. After having that other interception robbed from him. Yep. And having that huge PBU on Aaron Jones earlier in the game that would have been a touchdown if he, he didn't flash that, that yep. wild range he possesses. Um, yeah, like I, I just thought these these guys, this team, the Lions rookies were so fun to watch all year. I love the Lions. I, I think like they officially have to be my second favorite team for what they just did for Seattle. And plus I just – I love them, right? Uh, my well, defense work of the week it, two was Hutch. I, I gave, I gave okay. Kirby off um, primetime star. Okay. It's kind of how um, I split it up. It was also fun for us because I feel like every week you watch the Lions, like it, you knew you were going to get something to talk about. Yeah, whether, just just whether that Panthers game that, that cost them the playoffs. That's it. That's it. Which You know what I did? I read this is a little off topic, but they're actually um, I'm putting an official complaint in with the NFL for the field quality in that game. The Lions are? Yeah, for the Carolina turf. Anyways, uh, go on. Sorry. Uh, I was just going to say Hutch had two sacks. He had, he had that that nasty kind of like swipe rip move inside for one. The other, 
he, he just went, I think it was just speed to power and like the guard kind of knocked him which got him off the block and allowed him yeah. to chase down Rodgers for the second sack yeah. I mentioned the plays Kirby Joseph made but yeah the, the, the Lions the young Lions defense was so fun to watch all year because it felt like every week you knew you were going to come away with someone to talk about whether it was one of these two guys whether it was Malcolm Rodriguez whether it was uh, James Houston our, our, one of the, guy, the, yeah. the one of the most fun rookies of the year I think yeah um and Josh Pascal, who I talked about like last week or two weeks ago, uh, but yeah, Hutchinson also probably maybe had a strip sack on that first one too. The refs just blew it dead, so they couldn't review it. Uh, robbed from that, but yeah, I, I thought just I mean both of them really just just they're they're stepping up in that game <laughs> to get the Seahawks to the playoffs. But to I mean they wanted it so bad, they wanted the Packers to go home. You gotta love that. That just feels this game really felt like the most hope that this franchise has had in so long and led by these young defensive stars. And it was just so much fun. I mean, Kirby, I don't know. I, I you, you're a little bit more in the Twitter sphere than I am. How much love does Kirby Joseph get out there, man? Like, cause it, to me, you know, just I, from what I see and like uh, listen to and whatnot, I, I feel like it's not enough. It's, it isn't enough, but I, like the smart people have uh, given him his flowers throughout the year. Yeah, like we we have talked about him if almost weekly. It feels like he he got more hype earlier in the year when he kind of came out and mm-hmm. had that breakout game. Yeah, and it kind of dulled a bit throughout the season because a lot of the weeks when you're talking about the young lions, you were talking about Houston and Hutch. Um, but this game brought more flowers towards him, and it feels like. They, go ahead, sorry. I was just gonna say it's so ridiculous when you think about he was in that Illinois secondary last year, and yeah. then you're, you're thinking about. Like, Sidney Brown, Devin Witherspoon, and, and Martin, who's a good player, too. Like, they got three DBs going to the Senior Bowl this year, and Kirby Joseph was was just on that team last year. Yeah, no, for real. And, um, oh, no, I lost my train of thought now. Oh, sorry. It feels like if it wasn't for hard knocks, uh, Malcolm Rodriguez would have just gone under the radar all year, too. He yeah, had a very, definitely. very good rookie year. Um, and, like, for that, really, it just, it just felt like because he became a star in hard knocks, which I love. But, yeah. Uh, going to worst rookie, I, I I didn't have, like, a blatant, blatant guy, but I went with Nicholas Petit-Frere against the Jaguars on Saturday Night Football. Um, it, it felt like the, the Jaguars, in a, in a game where they were really struggling uh, to put it away, I thought Josh Allen, Arden Key, and Trevon mm-hmm. Walker were, like, the three guys who really stepped up. Obviously, Josh Allen had the game winning uh fumble return for the touchdown on Sean Jenkins blitz. Yeah. Um and those guys kinda helped shut down like Derrick Henry still ran for hundred yards, but it was not an effective hundred yards. Those three helped shut that down. They were moving Petit Frere around. He got beat a couple times by Josh Allen. I, I thought it was just a tough game for him. That we haven't talked much about Nick Petit Frere this year for He's been up and down. He's been like he, yeah. he hasn't been horrible. No, but he, he hasn't, hasn't. Like he hasn't had like amazing performances. He's been and I, solid. Like I, I think you feel good about it. Me too. I, I that's why I wanted to kind of recap his year. I think that, I'm glad you brought him up. Um, I agree with you. Yeah, I think that's why we haven't talked to him because he hasn't had any games where he's like, oh man, this got locked down aside against a good pass rusher, and he has any games where like maybe until this week where he cost his team. And uh, yeah, again, it came in the last game of the year and it cost him a playoff spot. But, um, no, I, I agree. I think you feel good. I feel like you think you got a starting tackle for, for a while. I uh, agree with you. Um, I didn't have a blatant guy either, so I kinda, I'm kind of picking on one guy for 
for one of the dumbest penalties I've ever seen. I give it to Quay Walker for that, just purely for that penalty and getting ejected from that game. Uh, he was playing a strong game, but then getting into sucked. it with... Yeah, it really sucked. But getting into it with, like, a non-player for the second time this year, like, that's bad. And, again, I think, like, I've, I've seen a couple people mention this, but not many, where, like, I think it was, like, he was worried about Swift because they're obviously Georgia dudes. I think that was more what it was, and he didn't know who the hell it was. But it's still like he's gotta he's gotta kind of keep that head on his shoulders, and he played a good game, like I just it, said, and just it it sucks too because he I I will go stand by the fact that I think he was the best rookie off ball linebacker. I this agree season. with I, you. I agree with you. He's playing a pretty good game. I I put him for needs to step it up because he just needs to not do that. Yeah. Um. But now this is just gonna overshadow the season. Yeah. And he was really good in coverage this year. I tweeted out some of the rookie cover stat cover stats this yesterday. And, and, like, he was by far the best in terms of yards allowed per target, uh, completion percentage. He is a very dynamic player who's kind of got the ability to impact the game in coverage and as a blitzer on top of what he does as a run defender. And it's just getting lost now. Yeah. Like, look at our, like, we have under 400 Twitter followers, and look how many replies we got to our Quay Walker tweets saying, like, oh, you know, like a positive play this age well, or, the, you know, just shitting on him. And, again... <laughs> Silly penalty. I think he doesn't get – I feel like people aren't looking at it enough that, like, I think he just cared about DeAndre Swift I'm, to give him the benefit of the doubt. You know, very sincere apology. It's dumb that we're even talking about this. But when you're a rookie and you're making mistakes like that and it might have cost your team the season, uh, we, we kind of have to, right? Yeah. Uh, I blame Aaron Rodgers more than – Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Speaking because of – guess- Oh, go oh, ahead. Oh, <laughs> we did, we're about to do the same thing. Christian Watson is my primetime star. Yeah, me too. I gave it to Kirby because I figured we were going to talk about him. And then also Christian Watson, who was awesome. The The Packers-Lions game was perfect for rookie content. It was. It was. And I think that's why we were talking a lot about it already. Oh, man. That, that deep catch down the sideline was fucking unreal. For someone who obviously was cheering with my full heart for the Detroit Lions, I, and I hate the Packers. I'm going to be. I, everyone knows I hate the Packers, Rob. That was I love Christian Watson, and that play was fucking awesome. Like just in that spot to concentration, very ridiculous. And I still hate the Packers for going away from him because of one fucking drop in his first fucking game of the year. Fuck the Packers. He could have. He could have. He could have been rookie of the year if they weren't idiots. This children's bro. This is children's bro. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, kids. Six six targets, five catches, 104 yards, two carries, 12 yards. Was the minute he kind of had that first big play game, it just kind of never stopped. Yeah. Even even in some of his acquired games, like he he drew a lot of DPIs this year, including yep. on that crazy catch in this game. Um, he is just such a height weight speed mismatch. Think about this, okay? The Packers run really felt like it started when Christian Watson got hot. Now not not completely, but most of it. Um, and also, like if they didn't go away from him that in Week One, if they kept giving the ball, I think he had a good shot at Rookie of the Year. And they have a, they probably would have made the playoffs, period. Um, I think they're they're stupid for for Aaron Rodgers specifically, for doing his stupid always thing that he does, and like oh you know I don't trust you anymore and sit, sitting him for weeks and weeks like they like you gotta look silly for doing that now considering how great of a playmaker he is. Uh, End of going rant. To un- going to underwhelming <laughs> performance. I thought his running mate Romeo Dubs yeah Dubs, drops. Two targets, two drops. He had he. I think he ended up leading the NFL in drops. He had some moments this year, but he also had a lot of drops. Yeah, it, it almost felt like when Watson turned it on, Dobbs' drops kind of started coming out. Um, he he had a very obviously like he out 
played, I think, where he was drafted mm-hmm. uh, for a rookie. But he also just – there was a lot of hype with him throughout the year, and it was, a, I thought, a very up-and-down year from him and almost making plays out of the necessity of them not having a lot of playmakers. Yeah, agreed. Uh, until, like you said, until Christian Watson kind of arrived. Um, and, yeah, in this game he was like a non-factor, had both those drops. Uh, I'm interested to see kind of where things go with him next season. Uh, obviously, the quarterback situation will have a lot to do with that, but uh, like, yeah, I, I think he had the highest drop percentage in the NFL. I'm checking right now. For for where yeah. the hype got with Dobbs, it feels like he's more like that run of the mill Packers pass catcher that we've seen the last you know five years. He so he was uh, tied for fourth most drops in the league. Had sig- like half the targets of the three guys ahead of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and had the highest drop percentage in the NFL at thirteen point four percent. Yeah, yeah. I don't like. What do you? What like? Do you think he's gonna be like? Like, remember the the, the summer hype too for him and yeah. and I, I mean he had a fine year I guess where he was drafted for. But like, I think I think he's like a fine third receiver. Yeah, I I agree. Like he's probably gonna just be like MVS. Like not the same player, but like that. But yeah, yeah. Impact. Uh, I also put Tyquan Thornton down who. Against the Bills, just I feel like you had his one good game this year, uh, which was last week. But it just feels like he's never consistently involved. No, they don't have it going on. He plays a lot. Uh, he had a drop and had a thirteen yard catch, and it's just like, yeah, yeah. Just give him where he was selected. I just think really bleh, year. No, totally. Um, because the receivers who like all went in the top 60. Everyone was, like, pretty good except for him. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> um, mine is is unfair to my guy, but it's just personal. Um, like, he he's made me sad, and that's Bam Knight because he looked so, so good for that stretch. And then the last four games, man, like, and it's the rest of the Jets' offense have fallen apart too, but he's not been good. Over the last rookie four – Yeah. <laughs> undrafted rookie wall over the last four weeks he has 70 yards on 39 carries that that is and no touchdowns and i think like three catches that is not good <laughs> like that's that's bad and yeah it's been the whole jets offense but it even feels like like ty johnson's kind of usurped him a little bit and like there was a point where he had multiple games in a row that he looked like he's gonna stick around in the league and be a part of this jets i said it i think he's gonna be a part of the jets offense going forward and um like into next year even with Brees all coming back and um, that's in doubt now. After after just stinking it up down the stretch. I I I mean, if like obviously assuming Brees Hall is going to return to form, be that RB one. Mm-hmm. Michael Carter also had a bad year. He did, but yep. re- returned to his rookie form. Like Bam Knight could be an, a, just a very good third running back going forward. He could. I think he yeah. showed that right. Like oh, at, I don't at his think... highs, absolutely. Yeah, at his highs, he should be involved in this offense, absolutely. Um, moving on to looks like a hit. I went with Jahan Dotson, who just when they had like that offense was not helpful for getting him involved, and he still had good numbers. Had four targets, three catches, seventy-two yards, and touchdown. Uh, this week with Sam Howland, uh, against the Cowboys, just looks really good in space. Like he is so dynamic in his movements. He had. Just this, a couple nasty releases. Like, he is the perfect, I think, 
running mate for Terry McLaurin. Yeah, and it feels like he has no boring catches. It feels like every time he's had, he he made a play, he made a play. You know, like it's he had a very fun rookie year for a guy like he missed you know a, a good chunk of time too. But um, no, Dotson looks looks awesome. Um, my looks like ahead, I'm going to do uh, two rookie tight ends who uh, who have had a great years, Chig Okonkwo and um, and Isaiah Likely. Um, who I'll start with Likely. He had a monster game. Eight catches, 103 yards, 13 targets. Um, like I said, Anthony Jeez. Brown. Anthony Brown kind of fed him. Um, it wasn't like it wasn't like you know like he had one big play and a couple. It was just consistent, like 10 yards every play, 10, 15 yards every single play. Like just getting it open over the middle, just hitting him and. And that's it. Like he had a couple. He had a really nice catch down the seam, and he had that really nice catch that I tweeted out uh, down the sideline where he just stole it from the DB. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was I think it was Eli Apple. Um, <laughs> just yeah. just really consistent. And like I'm not, I wasn't sure what to make of Likely's season overall because you know we had all that hype coming out, and then he he, he kind of had it going early, and then it kind of faded. Overall, though, I think he he was as advertised, and I think that hype is going to keep going to next year. Um, and then my guy, my guy, my guy, Chico Conquo, baby. Um, three catches for two yards and a touchdown this week, but I thought like overall, just like he he led all all rookies in yards. He's the best rookie tight end. Yeah, that, my guy. He was dominant after the catch. Yeah. Um. Three. Apparently, this is PFF. Four hundred forty nine yards. That's led, led all tight ends. Uh, rookie tight ends. Three broken tackles. Um. Sorry. So three touchdowns. Seven broken tackles. And that's like was it two two point six one yards per route run? Led all tight ends in the NFL. Um. And that's he, only on three hundred seventy eight snaps. Led all rookies in uh, yak per reception at seven point nine. I tweeted that out yesterday. He was just, and it he it kind of started off with every game he would get one chance and he would yep. do something spectacular, and then it felt like down the stretch they realized what they had. Yep. And that he's he's my looks like a miss because you know I was not in on him. Yeah, that's why I had to, I had to claim him as a hit. <laughs> And he looks like the second coming of John U. Smith for them. <laughs> he does, man. Who was also my guy. Um, yeah, and he's he's been so damn. I can't wait they, to see with like a full off season of planning for him. I, I think this, he's gonna have a monster year next year. Like, let's see who they hire as OC. Yeah, who they hire as OC as well. But yeah, it, it was cool that like they'd line him up at fullback a lot too. Yeah, like they they used him well. Can I throw one more in for hit just because I wanted to talk about this guy a little bit? Yeah. Kyle Hamilton, who I just feel like just just doubling down on Ravens, I just feel like he's really coming to his own. Like they're playing him around that line of scrimmage a lot, um, and he's becoming that like underneath chess piece that you know we thought he would be coming out. Now maybe me having him, I don't know, fifth on my board or sixth, wherever he was, maybe even higher, might be a little rich when all said is done. And I don't know if he's you know ever going to be that like elite playmaker, but he's really coming into it and like he's becoming an impact playmaker. That's for sure. And He's got such a fun role in that defense, and you know, with Roquan Smith flying around, and like just him playing in that 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 big kind of slot role, um, like you know that the the man coverage isn't perfect or anything yet, but like he's making plays around last game, which had a good game this week, uh, five tackles of PBU, and he's he's coming really fun, and I'm kind of excited to see back against Cincinnati what he can do this week in the playoffs. Who's your miss? It's clear clear guy, most number one on my board, Evan Neal. Um, <laughs> having him number one player in the draft just doesn't look like that's going to work out. I know Andrew Thomas, opposite side, looks is an all pro, made that massive, massive jump, and I, I, I think Evan Neal can do that too. But man, he struggled. He struggled this week and he struggled this year. Um, against Philly this week, 
it wasn't better. It just wasn't better. I mean, there were some glimpses in the run, but like nothing special. It's just like, okay, this guy could be a starting tackle. Uh, in pass protection, though, he was getting ate up by those Eagles, man. Like, like that's a tough as hell assignment, but that's a team he's got to play twice a year. Um, just like the speed, he was like oversetting and, and getting beat back inside. He just also couldn't get out on the speed. It was like if <laughs> he had no counter, he had nothing there. Uh, the stunts they're throwing at him too just just felt like too much. And man, I just I don't know. I, I'm worried, but Andrew Thomas had a worse rookie year, and now he's all he's an All Pro level player. I think Evan Neal's got the talent. I don't know why he struggled so much in pass protection, but the feet looked slow, and it didn't look like that Alabama. I don't know. Maybe just, just that first-year adjustment, and I hope it comes together for him, but right now he doesn't look like he's going to be the best player in the draft like I had him. So, uh, Going to needs to step it up. I had Quay Walker here. I also put Trent McDuffie, who kind of just had his worst game of the year against the Raiders. Um, gave up six catches, 60 yards, and a score. Had a really good rookie year, like, if, if yep. the rookie corners weren't amazing, um, he, I think, would have been a very easy all-rookie corner choice. Yep. He just can't have these types of games when they get into playoff bone just because the other DBs they're playing, other than Legarius Sneed at corner, uh, aren't, aren't haven't been very good, and, and they shouldn't be playing. They just don't have the depth there. Mm-hmm. So they he, he can't kind of have these lapsy type of games. I know it was Devontae Adams, but... He's gonna be so important in the playoffs. Yeah, like I, th- I think I truly think he, he is the uh, most important defensive player for them. Yeah, if for if the, he plays like run. he has, yeah, if he plays like a, he has, uh, they can win the Super Bowl. I know they can even, but uh, but if he if he plays like you know, if he struggles, th- that could cost them. Period. Yeah. Um, my needs to step it up is it's just this is for next year. I, I just want to see that that second year lead for Traylon Burks, like. I, they're just going to need him to turn into something or like this fan base is going to forever eat him and, and the Titans brass. I know they've already got Robinson out. Just eat him alive for, for this, for, you know, AJ Brown training and Traylon Burks. I think overall he didn't have a bad rookie year, but just like when you're filling those shoes, it's so hard. He had four catches, 19 yards this week, had that it also, in, uh, insane play where he just threw it backwards. I don't know what the fuck was going on. That was Go sick. ahead. Yeah, it was. It also looked looked worse. Like he had his moments for sure, and yeah. I, I don't think it was like I actually think he played better than some people were thinking he was going to play. Yeah, just given the what we were hearing over the summer. Yeah, uh, but it's made worse by the fact that Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Drake yeah. London, George Pickens, Christian Watson, Alec Pierce, Jahan Dotson, and his own teammate Chig all have more receiving yards than him. Yeah, year. and like the expectations weren't fair, like with with Brown, no. but it's it's always going to be on him. Um. It, he, he uh he was I think he was the worst first round receiver other like stats wise other than Jamison Williams who was obviously hurt all year yeah and and when he touched the ball it's forty yard play every time so. <laughs> yeah he had another touchdown call back um no yeah I think he was the worst uh, rookie uh, first round receiver not rookie obviously but um I I did throw one more down it's just Kyir Elam is when he gets into the game, uh, teams go after him, and that happened against the Patriots. Devontae Parker got the best of him twice and, and had a touchdown, and if he's going to be playing, like, he hasn't really had, played a ton, a ton. Like, he's been under 50% of the snaps every week since week eight, mm-hmm. but um, we'll see. We'll see what this Bills secondary looks like. Um, yeah. More specifically, their corners, because Tredavious White's obviously back, but we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, going not ready to play. Uh, I'm going to give you two Christians. 
And two guys who I have one showed a lot this week. I just wanted to highlight them. And the other didn't have a great week. So first there, Christian Matthew for the Cardinals. Uh, just just wasn't was kind of struggling against the, the Niners in coverage in the Purdy group. Uh, gave up 52 yards of four catches. Again, glimpses this year. Just a guy that shouldn't be playing as much as he is and has shown a little bit. And and on that on that note, I thought Christian, Christian Harris really had an impressive game against uh, against the Colts. Uh, Ten tackles, he's a been, sack. He's been very solid. Yeah, two TFLs. I, like this is what this was the point I was trying to get to though. Um, I think he still has a ways to go, but he's he's showing that he can be, sorry, that he's clearly an NFL athlete, a plus a- athlete. Uh, the, the NFL speed is there. All of that is there for sure. Uh, I just th- feel like he's not, he's still not feeling the game and, and seeing the game too well. So I think when that clicks, he can really turn into something. And that's kind of my point is that with a full off season, he could, he could, he should be a pretty damn good player. Um, I think in coverage, he's kind of struggling too. He did have a PBU in the end zone. It was kind of a weird one, but he had a PBU. The sack was kind of like just a blitz where he came up the A gap and he had to like kind of, it, it just like the pocket kind of collapsed and he, he made the play. Um, but overall, like you said, solid, solid guy. And um, I think with another offseason, he could take a big step. Pick it up. I'm going to pick up the speed a little bit, but my not ready to plays uh, all very similar reasons. It's just like when they got targeted, they were giving up big plays. Zion McCollum for the Bucks. Who they're gonna maybe need him in the playoffs? <laughs> yeah, against the Cowboys. Uh, Elijah Hicks for the Bears, who played a ton. Nice. Um, looked good in run support, but just the Vikings kind of got got after him a couple times. And Jaquan McMillan went from not playing in an NFL game this season for the Broncos to playing every snap against the Chargers. That's that's weird. Twelve targets, gave up six for ninety four, which was honestly pretty good given the circumstances. Yeah. But, um. I, I don't know. Just I was just like shocked to see him. That that guy led the country in interceptions last year, I think, or PBUs at East Carolina. So, who's your best day three rookie? Uh, Isaiah Pacheco, who just every week, AJ, just the 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 anger and the twitch and explosiveness. Yeah. He's just so fun to watch. Yes, and he's a very much a perfect back for that team. And him and Jarek McKinnon are, are like. God, Clyde Edwards Hilaire got lost in the sauce, but Pacheco and McKinnon were just such a good one two punch down the yeah. stretch. Yeah. Like Pacheco bringing that physicality and juice, McKinnon just being the best satellite I, back in the NFL. I love to see McKinnon back, man. Like McKinnon caught nine touchdowns. <laughs> they use him so well. He was a start every week in fantasy type player for me. Um, I caught him, so it hurt. It's saying but I'm so happy he's playing well. I also put Connor Hayward, who I mentioned earlier had that <laughs> yeah. wild catch. Uh, he ended up with three for 45 and a six-yard run. Uh, two weeks ago, he had that 21-yard run to finish off the Raiders game. He, he's I'd love a, to he's see him getting involved. He's, he's a useful player. Yeah. I love that. Best UDFA. Oh, no, I didn't say my best day three rookie. My God. Oh, my bad. I just I'm panicking. The star of the season, Ronnie Thomas, baby. Um, <laughs> this is a little facetious, but he did have a really nice interception. Just playing inter- uh, center field, just read the ball deep and high-pointed it. But then, really, my reason is he gave up that uh, game-winning touchdown to help the Colts draft pick to ruin the draft pick for the Texans going from 1-2. to two. Genius. I also think he he, he like he totally missed time that jump. It should have been an easy second interception of the game. <laughs> it was on purpose. It was on purpose. Coach, Coach Saturday, 4D chess. He also slipped on the two-point after, too. I don't think that's a coincidence to, to Akins, who apparently is a good tenant all of a sudden. Uh, so that's my guy. Clutch. That's a Yale education. That's, yeah, exactly. You're telling me you, a Yale guy would miss that interception? No way. 
Best UDFA rookies, Ryan Stonehouse set the NFL single season record for average per punt with 53.1. He, against the Jags, 55.3 in that game. What a year. Do you think the Titans offense is like bad on purpose to uh, just shine Stonehouse? He, he's really fun. He uh, is really I also, good. Yeah. I also put Jalen Warren as I do every week just because Mr. Consistent there, uh, bowling ball and best pass protector on the uh, – or one of the best pass protecting backs in the league – um, I'll give you two uh, a bit out of nowhere. William Nwenku, the linebacker for the Vikings. This this guy shot a gap and had a sweet TFL uh, <laughs> against the Bears. Um, do you know who he is? No, I don't. Linebacker at a Temple. Uh, and I put Devin Tompkins, who played a ton for Tampa. He had a 17-yard reverse, and he caught four passes for 25 yards on nine targets. <laughs> that's, uh, that's sick. Plus thirty six yards in return yards. That's sick. Okay. I wanna... Also, that Temple linebacker spent six years at Temple. That will. That's how you know he's tough. Um, my, I'm just gonna give one because I think he deserves it for the whole year. It's Caterco, who I mentioned did have two like two PIs, but also no catches allowed, and had just such a good year for the Dolphins. Like just as a whole, a guy who I know they they limped into the playoffs, but started every game for the Dolphins, a good Dolphins defense who. And it got looked lots of lucks and stood up the entire season. Um, so I just think overall, he just got to get the most credit this year. Uh, go to rookies who flashed a bit of a laundry list. I'll go quick, though. I thought Trevon Walker had a, a very yeah. good game. I, I was going to mention him of, here. Yep. One of his best games of the year. He did exactly what he needed to do as a run defender. Um, James Cook, just every week, I wish he had more touches. Uh, he had 51 yards from scrimmage on 11. Just looks so wiggly and natural in space. Uh, George Karloftis had a really good game against the Raiders. Um, and we barely ever talk about him, but he's yep. been very solid this year. Yep. Uh, Martin Emerson, though he gave up two grabs to Pickens, two highlight grabs to Pickens, and had a DPI, he looked really good. He just always looks really good. Two PBUs. Uh, Devontae Wyatt had another sack yep. against the Lions. Asesi Otamuo. Uh, from University of Minnesota for the Vikings, had a TFL I tweeted out against the Bears. And Vilas Jones had a 42-yard <laughs> touchdown run. Yeah. On that we, reverse. Plus, he had a 28-yard back shoulder grab. I think I he know. listened to the show where I just said, this guy's done, and he's he shut me up. Um, I'm going to give you just pass rushers. I think it's a pass rusher week. Uh, I, I had Walker in this group. But first and foremost, David Ojabo, baby. Got a sack. Had another pressure. It was actually a strip sack in Burrow. Uh, just like kind of worked backside and cracked him. Uh, in, it was inside the five yard line, like of the of the Bengals. So it was instant red zone for them. Uh, played thirty one percent of snaps. I asked for it last week, and we got to see more of it. I love that. Um, I mentioned Walker. You know, outside of sack out of, war, out of nowhere, Amari Barno for the Panthers. Uh, you know, outside of sack, Cameron Thomas for the Cardinals. Who I think overall has had a pretty pretty good rookie year. It's just. Next year, like he worked from the from the inside too, just you know beat the beat the guard the right guard and had a, a nice play. Um, just want to see more of him next year, and that goes with my Jay Sanders who had that uh, big TFL or uh, like big in terms of lost yardage on Birdie, and was getting some pressure. I thought, and the two of them are for whoever comes in for Arizona are, are promising. All right, finally, second, finally, two. Just want to end the show so quick. Go out of nowhere. I have to pee, have to pee so bad. Out of nowhere, Rook Tyler Beatty. Broncos, yeah, man. Drafted by the by the Ravens out of Missouri, one of our guys. 
had a sweet 24-yard touchdown catch where it was just all yak. <laughs> he tight roped down the sideline and scored. I, when that happened, I was like, wait, what? Like, I, I didn't, like, I was so <laughs> I didn't confused. know he was there. I was, yeah. I was so happy in that rule. That was such a, a nice, a nice moment for me. My out of nowhere were, were the Rams rookie DBs. But it, it, Russ Yeast and Quinn and Lake, who played a, a lot. Uh, Yeast had a nice TFL, and Quinn and Lake played a lot. He had I a, like Quinn Lake. He had a sack, kind of just like a, on the edge, but like still credit for a sack. But he also had the worst dropped interception I've ever seen. He literally had it in his hands and started running and then just dropped it. It was hilarious. Um, <laughs> I was very thankful. But like overall, I thought he played a pretty good game. He had eight tackles, too. It was kind of all over the place. Drop Key dropped interceptions by... Uh... Safe, rookie safeties this week between him and Rodney Thomas for you. Yeah, there you go. And it's still giving them credit. Um, finally, start the rook. Jalen Naylor should play more. Yeah. The last, like, he's brought a bit of juice and dynamicness to this Vikings passing attack the last two weeks. I, again, this is when they throw all the backups in. But five targets, four catches, 62 yards against the Bears. The last two weeks, seven targets, 151 yards, and a score and a blowout loss to the Packers in a meaningless game to the Bears. But, I don't know, I'd like to see him like get in there a little bit in the playoffs. Yeah, no, he definitely should. And I'm going along with the same lines with my one of our guys, Dariq Young, for the Seahawks, who, a good two plays this week, two catches, 24 yards, one like a little, like, just a, a sweepy throw, and then uh, another catch for, a, a, like, a, a nice, just a good a good gain. Uh, also a nice special teams tackle. I think it could be, like, a goofy, fun X-Factor for Seattle if they get him, like, like, like I mentioned before, Getting fullback snaps, maybe like on the old fullback wheel, not not you know something they haven't put on tape yet. Just get them. I think I think something's coming with Derek Young. That's all I wanted to say. You love to hear it. That's our guy. Yeah. All right. Well, until uh, until next week when we're talking all about uh, all rookie team next week. Yeah, sure. Let's do it. Can't wait. That quarterback discussion's gonna be fun. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.